Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 11 of Family Ties. This episode was titled, Don't Kiss Me, I'm Only the Messenger, and it originally aired on November 29th, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. This was a crazy episode. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm... I loved how it was Skippy centric, though. Oh, very Skippy centric, which is fantastic. And there was a special surprise, something that would have changed his life. You know, an episode before today, and then you know the whole thing just kind of got brushed under the rug because he was too in love with somebody else. That's right. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, this was incredible. And I don't know who that actress is. I can't wait till we get to guest stars and to see what oh. else she did. But she was weird and creepy in this, like single white female kind of creepy. Exactly. And I will tell you, it's uh, it'll be a treat. Oh, okay. There's some interesting stuff there. Awesome. I can't wait till we get there then. Sha-la-la-la. So we. Have you know, we got to talk about the episode, but before we dive into it, I just have a couple of quick uh follow ups to our last episode that I had to bring up here. Okay, first of all, um, we discussed my DVD set last time, yes, and you were just asking me how many discs are in it, and so I just wanted to uh do a follow up because I, I was a little off, and so I want to make sure I was accurate. It has 29 discs. Oh, for seven seasons. Seven seasons times four discs per season plus a bonus Special disc. Special bonus disc. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So that's that's what we're looking at there. Okay. The next follow-up is that we discussed um, cereal, and specifically we were talking about my uh, Quaker Raisin Bran cereal. Yes. And I have looked somewhat extensively since then, and I cannot find a record of that even existing. I wonder if it was only made for, like, hotels for their continental breakfast things or something. Well, I even searched, like, I started getting crazy and going into, like, industrial supply companies and looking at hotel supply companies. I mean, it's possible that they just don't have it now and they used to have it or something like that, but I could hmm. not find anything. I think that means you have to email uh, Quaker Corporate. I mean, I guess that would be the next step because Janelle was like, well, we could contact the hotel, but it's definitely been under different management since then. Yeah, and the and people aren't going to care. They'll be like, no. they're not going to. Yeah, I don't know. But you're <laughs> right. That that could be good. I need to look into that. Yeah, you can just because, tell them, like, I remember absolutely just loving it, and that may help them to actually respond to you. That's true. And I'm pretty positive we took pictures of it at the time. But Janelle doesn't know, you know, she couldn't find any. She doesn't know where those would be. And we've got a lot of pictures from that era. So yeah. I'm sure it could be somewhere, but it was not easily accessible. Well, you just have to go to the right bin. Maybe you have to check your uh, your bin map. <laughs> well, it could be. This is the issue, though, because it was long ago enough. We've had, like, three different cameras since then with different, like, memory cards. Plus... We've had uh, we had a video camera, 
oh, you know, that we could have taken video with. I don't know. I don't think we would have done film at this point. I think that was late enough in the game. They probably weren't taking film pictures. But then we also, Janelle got her cell phone, or like a, I think it was pre-smartphone, but you know, we were still taking some pictures on cell phones at the time. Oh, yeah. With your uh, flip phone? With the flip phone, yeah. So there's a lot of possibilities of where this thing could be. Did you have a razor? I never had a razor. Oh, it was okay. always the, I don't know, it was always whatever the cheapest phone that I could get if it was cheap or free with my thing. That's what I've always had. So. Do you, Yeah, do you remember, like, phones used to be free? You would, like, sign up for a year service or whatever, and they'd give yep. you a free phone. They're like, all right, you can pick this one or this one. And I just kept them until I was eligible for another free phone with oh, my yeah. uh, with my plan. That's I never bought a phone. No. Because um, why would I? Right? <laughs> and now phones are, I don't know, 12, 13, 1400 bucks. If you get it's the newest dumb. phone. I'm like, this is why I have the iPhone 5 still that we discovered <laughs> earlier tonight. Yeah, uh, when we were doing elevation talk. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, it's not on mine. And you're like, oh, that's because your phone is way too old. <laughs> <laughs> I made and that tiny. just like that. I didn't say that either. You didn't say it like that, but I know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you do and have it, an iPhone SE, so that is That's one true, of the special things. edition 5, right? right? You know what yeah. for? It had a faster sure. chip, but it was a smaller screen, I think, right? Yeah, it's it's really small. Which is something that's always boggled my mind when it comes to cell phones. Like, you know, they get smaller, and it's like, you know, the old ones, before it had smartphones, the smaller it was, the cooler it got. Oh, yeah. Right? To the point where they even made a joke in Zoolander about he had this, like, little teeny tiny phone that he used because <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah. Now, you know, they get bigger and bigger because they want the giant screens with your smartphone. But then... They did the most recent one where they talked about the mini or whatever, the small. Oh, look how small that one is. Yeah. I think they're trying to bring that back now because they need to sell you a different phone. Yeah. But it's just the same things. It's Is it big or small? It's the same thing. Who yeah. cares? It's just a cycle. I just want it to fit in my pocket. That's all. I don't want one of those things that's like carrying a tablet around with me. Yeah. <laughs> You got the the iPad Mini there in your pocket. You're like, hey, hang on, let me answer the phone. <laughs> That's right. Can't even sit down with that in my pocket. You know? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, and then finally, we had talked about Condor Man. Um, I think I've probably made us talk about it a number of times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but last time we talked about Condor Man, you were discussing the quote that I had done, I'll bring the dip if you bring the Dostoyevsky. Yes. And you asked if you thought maybe it was from something else. Yes. So I did some Googling around on that. And from what I can tell, it's only from Condor Man. Oh, wow. In fact, like I just put into the Google search, I put I'll bring the dip if you bring. And that's all I did. And then D- the Dostoyevsky comes up and everything is Condor Man related. That's it. Oh, okay. So I wonder but, if I've seen Condor Man like as a young kid and then just forgot. It's very possible. It was around. They played it on Disney Channel. I don't know if you ever saw Disney Channel. Only when we would go to my grandparents' house because they had cable. Maybe you watched it there. There's a or chance. it is very possible that it, because you listen to more than one of my different podcasts I've done, I've probably talked about Condor Man a great number of times, and I've definitely said that quote multiple times. So. You know, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's probably more than likely. But the cool thing is, when I was Googling around, looking for information about this, 
one of the things it brought up was this t-shirt company that had, you know, I think it's one of those ones where they have different people, you know, sort of like Etsy or whatever, where people can design their own shirts, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But somebody had made a shirt that just says, and it's got the Condor Man colors, it's text in the Condor Man colors, and it says, I'll bring the dip if you bring the Dostoyevsky in big text. Nice. Oh, is that the red, orange, and kind of a yellowy color? Yes, yes. Okay. The, the text is all kind of in those colors. And they were having a big sale, so it was like 35% off uh, on the day that I looked, and I did get myself one of those. <laughs> so now I'm costing you money. Well, no, it's fantastic, because I have one Condor Man shirt. Janelle got it for me off of Etsy. Okay. Because, again, Disney does not make actual Condor Man stuff, you know. Which is so crazy. but somebody else bothered to make a shirt just with that phrase on it. And I'm excited about it in particular because the one that she got me before is great. It's got like a big graphic on it that's like probably the movie poster art, I want to say, or maybe the VHS box art. I can't remember exactly where it's from, but you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of a dense graphic where you're not, if you don't know what you're looking at, probably a lot of people don't even notice what it is. Whereas this one is very big, bold text. So I think I'm going to be able to get more conversations about Condor Man started with this shirt. <laughs> well, hopefully you uh, can take a picture and post that to uh, the Alex P. Keaton is my friend Facebook group. Oh, I will be doing that for sure when <laughs> uh, when that shirt comes. I just ordered it yesterday, I think. So Okay. We'll see. So a few more days then and you should have it. Yeah, four hopefully so. Probably. Well, my only – yeah, hopefully it comes before we leave on spring break. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we should tell our listeners that that we're going to take a little bit of time off for just a couple weeks. That is an excellent time to bring that up, yes. Right? You segued nicely. I know what you did. Yes. So for the next two weeks, we are going to be taking a little break um, for literally for our spring break. um, And uh, we'll be back again after that. So fear not. We're not going anywhere for long. Nope. (laughs) Just a quick one. Just a quick one. Two weeks. And we'll be back to talk more. About this season, because we can't wait too long, because we're dying to find out what happens. We're so We're going to have a baby soon. Yes, we're so close. And this episode actually featured Elise for the first, I don't know, what, 11 or 12 seconds? That's right. (laughs) All right, I think this is it. I think it's time for you to tell us about what happened in this episode. Well, I would love to, because this was a very Skippy Central, uh, Skippy Centric episode, and I love Skippy. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, you had asked me if I had if I enjoyed the show or whatever. And I answered no, because, you know, at the time when I was a kid, I really didn't enjoy it. I (laughs) love this show. It's so funny to me. I laugh out loud numerous times. Yes. um, As long as it's not like creepy Uncle Arthur, you know, creeping on kids. (laughs) Right. But this episode was no different than any other one as far as I laughed hard a couple times. So we open in the living room and Elise is leaving uh, on a trip. She's going to an architect convention, uh, 200 architect women, and the kids are like, and especially Alex is like, no, you shouldn't go, not in your condition. And then, you know, uh, Mallory makes a funny joke about, well, you just don't want her to leave because you think she should be up in her room in the dark wearing a veil. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, no, no veil. But so Elise is only there for a few seconds. And then Steven takes her to the airport because she's got to go. 
right after that, Skippy comes in and thinks that they're going to go to the hospital, or actually kind of right as they're leaving, and thinks they're going to the hospital, and so he's really excited for them, and they said, no, no, she's just leaving. And so they leave, Skippy hangs out, and Skippy is like, hey, Mal, you know, you want to hang out and do something fun? or And she's like, no, I've got a friend coming over. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And so the friend comes over, and Skippy falls head over heels in love with her. Sight, just <laughs> love at first sight for him. And it's Creepy Jane. <laughs> so she's got the um, the Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction haircut. <laughs> it's got to be a wig, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it was really dark and really short. Yeah, it just and it felt like it was bigger than her head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was not the, the correct size for her, but... So Jane shows up, Mallory makes a funny joke about Skippy being a lamp, just ignore him, and then they leave. So Skippy's like, oh man, I don't know what to do. I just, I gotta talk to her, I gotta talk to her. And so Skippy wants Alex to talk to Jane. (laughs) And so Alex is trying to pump him up a little bit, and then Jane walks back in, and Skippy tries to talk to her. It ends up like knocking over the lamp and just breaking it, because he's like... (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking, that's two lamps in two weeks that we've broken. That's right. Man, the Keaton lamp budget's really going through the roof. <laughs> right? <laughs> and nobody bets on either. Just like, well, there's another lamp, I guess. Another lamp. <laughs> if we're not playing yeah. baseball, it's Skippy trying to talk to a girl. So Skippy's nervous. He asks Alex to talk to her. Um, so we segue into the kitchen, and Mallory finds out that Skippy likes Jane, and she's not a big fan of it. She's kind of like, it kind of stops her in her tracks. And she's kind of just like, oh, man, you know, what are you going to do? And Alex is like, well, I'm going to talk to her and just see what's going on. And then we get our subplot. So Stephen and Jennifer, they find a mouse in the house. And and Mallory screams. Stephen gets a broom and he's chasing this mouse all over the place into the pantry. He's knocking down every pot, every, you know, can of soup in the cupboard, whatever. And he comes out just, did you see him when he came out? His sweater's all like white and dusty. (laughs) It was like, where did you go? Did you like crawl around under the house looking for him or what? (laughs) So they're, they're going to build this mouse trap. So Skippy is actually there and goes, oh, well, hey, you know, my dad or my uncle, you know, built a mouse trap. I'll go with you. And so the three of them walk out of the room, um, and then Jane comes over, and she comes to the back door. Have you noticed that a lot of people always come to their back door? Yeah, and it's in and like a laundry room house. or something, right? Yeah, but it's usually like if it's friends, they feel comfortable. You know, like if it's someone, uh, you know, a policeman or a stranger of some sort, they'll come to the front door. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to be Mallory's friend, you know. Although Skippy comes through the front, I guess he comes through both. Yeah. Well, uh, probably especially in, like, later episodes, too, when he's more of a regular, he probably comes to the back door more often. Yeah. Maybe it's because he lives closer to the front door, though. That might make sense. Oh, good thinking. He just, like, walks right out of his door and into theirs. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to go all the way around back if he lives on that side. Sure. And right now, he's still ringing the doorbell or knocking to come in. He doesn't just walk in. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if that changes. He hasn't crammered it yet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Alex has a conversation with Jane and that's when Jane says that she has loved him ever since first grade and she's just super excited to spend time with him and she kisses him and she again creepy Jane she's coming on to Alex like strong they're kissing they're making out (laughs) 
And he's trying to talk about Skippy, and she's just not having it. She is only interested in Alex. So at this point, Stephen and Jennifer come out with the mousetrap, which I thought their mousetrap was really cool. Like, it looks pretty handy, and it's got, like, you know, chicken wire, and they have this whole, like, interaction about, you know, Jennifer feels guilty that they're going to take the mouse, and they're going to go take him to another field, and that's not where his uh, mice people are from, so... But, okay, my question about the mousetrap is this. Why do they varnish it? Like, why are they... She's like, I'm going to go do another coat of varnish. Like, <laughs> right? who cares if the mousetrap has varnish? Well, they want it to be beautiful, so that way he's aesthetically pleased to get caught. I guess you're right. And I just realized that we never did find out if they ever caught the mouse. No, that's right. They just left that dangling. Yeah. Maybe that'll be... Wrapped up in the next episode. Oh, I I wonder what Elise made for dinner. We never found out. (laughs) That'll probably be in the same episode where they talk about it. Sure. And like if Alex took the bank job. Yeah. Or now I think he doesn't have a job. All that will be explained. What's he doing? He's kind of hanging around the house. (laughs) (laughs) So they talk about the mousetrap for a little bit. And then the phone rings. Alex answers it. It's Jane. She obviously must tell him on the other line that, you know, he's got to give the phone a kiss. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's really weird. But he ends up doing it. And so Stephen goes, well, that's interesting. You know, what's going on there? So Alex comes clean, tells Stephen the whole story about what's going on. And Stephen says, wow, you know, that's kind of messed up to Skippy. You know, what are you going to do about it? And Alex says, well, I'm going to tell her, you know, right away that this, you know, we got to stop, that this isn't right. Skippy loves you. I can't do this. So he calls and sets up a romantic dinner with candles and everything to tell her that he doesn't want to see her anymore. Which, you know, I don't think that that would typically be the place you would want to go to break the news to somebody that you're not interested Probably anymore. Probably not. But, you know, it works for them. So I, I really think that that's the same restaurant scene where Jennifer wore the high heels when Scott came to town. I'm pretty sure it's the same set. Absolutely. And I think maybe they even call it the same name. Yeah. There's Guido's, but I, I can't remember for sure from the older episode, but I think that might be the same. Yeah, I think so, too, because they, they didn't change, like, the pasta and the pizza stickers on the walls and yeah. that kind of thing. So I think it was just their generic set for restaurant. Or maybe there's only one in town. It's true. We really don't know how big this town is. We don't. We don't. So they go to the restaurant, and uh, Alex brings Skippy, and he's going to make sure that they have a chance to talk. So... Uh, Skippy, you know, shows up and he's got a cane and he's just all debonair, but he is a bull in a restaurant because that poor boy is knocking down everything. Waiters, platters of food. He, you know, hits the fork and it hits the old couple next to him, which I don't know if you really were paying attention to that old couple, but they were funny. Oh, they were great. You know, they were stoked. These extras didn't have any lines. No, nothing. They were playing it up like so big. Yeah. And and the old man, I think, did a really good job, even compared to you know the old woman who was there with him, kind of thing. But they were shaking fun to his watch. fist at him and stuff. Like you know, <laughs> it was great. So at this this point, Alex says, "Hey, I'm going to go wash my hands. I'll be back in a minute." Trying to give uh, Skippy and Jane just some alone time to talk, and it doesn't go well. They're it's kind of awkward and weird. Well, then Alex comes back and Skippy goes, "Well, I'm going to go wash my hands now." So he leaves, and of course, Alex and Jane just start kissing. But meanwhile, Jen and Mallory have come in and they're picking up a pizza at the front counter there. And Jen looks over and sees Alex and Jane kissing. So she tells Mallory and Mallory's like, what? And at that point, Skippy comes out and then she's trying to get Skippy to not see Alex and Jane. So she ends up kissing him. 
Yes. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm already in love with somebody else. And I was shocked. I Skippy loved her so much. He always loved her. But now, you know, he's not going to love her anymore. So well, this episode shows that Mallory does care for him at least a little bit for yes. a couple of reasons. Because one, she was jealous when she found out that he liked Jane. Yep. But two, she cared enough about him that she didn't want him to have his feelings hurt by seeing Alex and Jane. So she kissed him. Yes. And it was like a pretty good kiss, too. Yeah. Well, he was just like, eh, I'm taken. Yeah. And it doesn't stop him for long because he turns around, he looks, and he sees Alex and Jane, and it hits the fan. He confronts them, he gets mad, he storms out. And then we see Skippy talking to his uh, turtles and telling them the whole story about what had happened and how Alex was a terrible friend. And then Alex knocks on his door. He comes in. They have a heart-to-heart. A couple of funny things happen. I'm sure we're going to talk about. And then they decide (laughs) that their friendship is more important than any girl. So Alex is going to break it off. And then Mallory shows up, too, to make sure that Skippy's feeling better. And so all is right in the world, and they cut scene. That's it. Freeze frame. Oh, and he asks her right beforehand if she wants to go out. Yeah. Remember he says, like, yes. uh, there's a good a good Skippy and a bad Skippy. Would you like to go out with either one of us? And she says, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of funny to look on her face. She is really coming into being an actress, and I think she's yes. just doing such a great job. Because she's like, there's two Skippies. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I laughed. This is a really funny, fun episode. And like you said, the Skippy Skippy episodes are the best. They're just, they're fun. They're lighthearted. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're Skippy in this situation, it's probably not as lighthearted for you, but. That's true. <laughs> the restaurant scene, though. Oh, I think I was crying at one point when he hit the fork and hit that old guy. And I'm sure, you know, like there's uh-huh. only so much practicing you can do, but. And then he knocked yeah. over glasses of water onto the that poor older lady, and yeah, he knocked uh, the whole table over at one point. <laughs> yes, he knocked the, the table. waiter over onto the floor. Yeah, twice. Oh man! Because when he stormed out, he knocked over a waiter too. I wish we knew who that couple was that was the extras because they were like the stars of that. They were the secondary stars of that scene. They were super funny. Sha la la la. We got to address Skippy's room for a second here because Skippy's oh room. Gosh, I don't think we've seen Skippy's room before. We saw his sister's room. Wait, wasn't he sick at one point, and they were in his room? Maybe so, but definitely not this much of his room. Oh no, we got a much better view of it all around. I I made a couple of different notes. He's a total slob. Oh, bad. Which is which is great because Mallory he still has Mallory and Alex in there and he's a total slob. Did you notice a particular decoration they had in there a lot that was real weird? Easter eggs. Oh, I didn't even see those. He had Easter eggs on the headboard of his bed, like <laughs> ten of them, and then it, right next to it was like a two-headed purple dragon-looking thing. Okay, see, I didn't even see that. I mean, there's so much in his room. Oh, yeah. I was like scanning around. No, what'd you see? So the thing that I saw. Is there are stickers that say glass handle with care. There's probably about 50 of them hidden all throughout his room. Oh, I didn't even notice that. All different surfaces. Sometimes there'll be like six or seven of them in a row, like on one of the the dressers or whatever. They're just all over the place. And it says glass handle with care. 
why does he have all those stickers? That's weird. Where did they get those? Did they just have a, re- a roll of them and thought this is what a teenager would have? <laughs> I don't know. Just is going to sticker his entire room with glass handled care. Like, how did the, I would love to be able to find out. It, yeah, I'm making note. If we ever get a chance to talk to Mark Price again, does he know why it had, had those? Because what was the logic there? Yeah. And where did they get all those stickers? Or where was Skippy supposed to have gotten all those stickers? Oh, I know where they got them. They got them from Doug's bag. Did he have those stickers in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> but Doug, he had he's got a lot of, of stuff Italian in there. tenors and all kinds of weird yeah, stuff. True. So <laughs> it had to come from it's, Doug. You know, that's what teens have. That's what teens are into these days. <laughs> right. No, that was so weird, and I didn't even catch that. I can't wait. I'm going to have to go back and double-check that again. Yeah, well, once you know to look for it, they're everywhere. Like, it's not hard to spot, so. Uh, but, like again, there was so much stuff in there. I was looking around trying to see. There's just a lot of junk laying around. Like, the, he looks like he had some arts and crafts he had done that were decorating the walls. Yes. Um, on all kinds of great stuff. It was a fun room. I mean, he had a trampoline in there. That he couldn't stop bouncing on. Right. <laughs> he had to get rid of that energy. Sha-la-la-la. Well, also interesting was Jane, as you said. Oh, um, creepy. She's she's interesting. And I think this would be a good chance to talk about our one guest star who played Jane. Who was it? Yeah. Aside from Skippy, she was the only credited uh, you know, guest star. Um, her name is Michelle Mayrink. The actress is Michelle Mayrink. She only has 10 acting credits. Oh, wow. And from what I could tell, because uh, her last one was in like 1988 or 87. From what I could tell, I think because I looked at her biography, she had kids shortly thereafter. Okay. So she probably retired from acting, you know, after settling down and getting married and stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and although I think now it's said that she's like an acting coach or something. Like, that's her current business. Don't take this the wrong way, but how are you going to be an acting coach when you've only done ten things? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe she did stage acting or something. Oh, okay. It's possible, I guess. <laughs> um, but, well, I'll tell you. Although she only has ten credits, she has a pretty spectacular uh, run. Especially her first few movies. She did. She was in The Outsiders. Oh, Okay. She was in Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage. Yes. Another classic 80s. She was in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, wow. And she was in Real Genius. Oh, the Val Kilmer movie. Val Kilmer, yes. So that right there is a pretty impressive resume. Yes, it Um, is. She also did uh, one called Joy of Sex, which I've never seen, but looks like like a kind of teen romp, you know, sex Mm -hmm. comedy from the mid 80s type of thing. Um, and she was like highly billed. She was like the headliner on that one. So she was like a lead in, in quite a few, like, you know, big, high, high, uh, profile films in the eighties. Yeah. That's crazy. Those are really big names, but this one is the craziest of all. Oh, I can't even believe this. She was in one magic Christmas. What? You just watched that. We've talked about this on my other show, Mandarin Orange Show, but One Magic Christmas, it's a movie, it's a Christmas movie, it's on Disney+, Plus, so you can watch it there. It's the, like, weirdest, most horrifying Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> um, and I can't, I, Janelle and I are pretty sure we figured out which character she plays. She's not the main, like, the mom, but we think we know who she is in it. Like, she was a, you know, medium-sized character in it. But this movie, just a very quick, for those that didn't hear about it before, 
it's got like the children die, the husband gets murdered in front of the children before they get kidnapped and then die, I should say. And um, the mom is so like horrified and upset that an angel comes and rescues the kids who die, um, but not the husband until the mom will believe in Christmas again. <laughs> oh, and they get kidnapped, and then after that, they get kidnapped again and brought to the North Pole where they meet Santa, who has enslaved all of his workers up there. So, <laughs> and I think if I remember correctly, that's where when you die, you have to go work in Santa's shop. Oh yeah, gosh. it's crazy. It's trope. so depressing. Oh my gosh. And this girl was in it. So I was just super oh, excited to see One Magic Christmas. That's so crazy. So now we're talking about, I mean, that's a pretty amazing lineup of movies that she was in. This is her only episode she did a Family Ties, though. So Jane does not oh. come back for either Alex or Skippy. But I had to mention one more thing because, again, only 10 credits. Her second to last thing she ever did is a movie called Nice Girls Don't Explode. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is that? So I looked at the description, and it's a movie. It stars Barbara Harris as her mom. And she's a teenager who the mom has to keep her from dating because when she starts to become uh, amorous with a boy, she sets on fire. Oh. And so the mom has to keep the boys away and she's only allowed to date like firemen, I guess, (laughs) or something like I can't I don't even know how this is a movie that was made. So we have to find that one. I know. It's so crazy. That sounds amazing. It only had like seven reviews of people that say they'd seen it. A lot of them said it was low budget and weird. So I feel like that might be something that's worth looking up. How do you go from all those other movies to, you know, don't tell my mom I'm going to (laughs) explode? I don't know. It's crazy. So that, I mean, that's a pretty impressive 10 credits there. Like she. Yes. Well, no she wonder she can is, retire. She packed a lifetime of awesome, weird yeah. stuff into one, yeah. ten, 10 different projects. Real high-profile 80s comedies, bizarre indie weird stuff, and One Magic Christmas, which is its own thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to check that out. Oh, my gosh. It really is. Maybe over spring break I'll else. watch that one. <laughs> yeah, you should. Just be prepared. It's bizarre. <laughs> And the creepiest angel of all time, like, seriously. Smoking cigars or something, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, like, creeping outside of people's windows, popping up in kids' bedrooms. And, oh, it's it's quite a thing. That's weird. So that's Michelle Mayrink. Yeah, she was, she was giving off a vibe, like, very intense. Like, I thought she did a great job. It just was creepy. And she was... Uh, I it, there's certain angles she looked like she was like 40 or something, but we looked and she was only 22 when they shot it. So so I noticed that too, and you could tell then, especially when they did that those close ups, that the wig didn't look right with her. Like it something wasn't right with her. It was weird, but fun to watch. That's our guest stars. Our guest star star. I suppose <laughs> so. You're right. Singular. Sha la la la. Well, what about any funny jokes or quotes or anything? Did you have anything that made you laugh? So many, absolutely. First of all, right off the bat, when Skippy tells Mallory that he's uh, in love with Jane, she says, I thought we had some sort of understanding. You worship me and I reject you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
that's when we start to see how much Mallory might actually care about Skippy. Yeah, it's, it kind of messed with her. I also love the part when Skippy was talking with uh, uh, with Steven and Jennifer about the mouse trap, and he explained that he knows that his dad that the bait doesn't matter or something because he his, his dad's <laughs> never worked, and he knows because he ate the bait out of the traps all the time <laughs> before the mouse <laughs> could get to it. Before the mouse, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so disgusting. I don't even know what they're putting on there, but that's that's gross. Yeah. Skippy had a weird childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He's so hungry, he's got to go eat uh, mouse bait. <laughs> okay, then there was another really great, like, recurring joke where when uh, Jane is telling Alex how much she loves him, she said uh, that when he ran for, like, student council, she voted for him <laughs> 300 times. And then he's like, yeah, oh, you did? And she's like, yeah, sorry you didn't win. And then later on, Skippy reveals that he also voted for him 300 times. And then he says, sorry you didn't win. So they had – Alex had 600 fake votes and it still wasn't enough <laughs> for him to win. <laughs> it was like the president – School president or something, right? Or like yeah, yeah. President, president of student council student or something. Council. Yeah, something that's like it. that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so that was pretty great. I wrote like a bunch down. Yeah, this was just such going. a good. Uh, also, after like they do, I think it was like their first kiss when Jane like totally attacks Alex. Mm-hmm. He's like, she's like, you. That was a great kiss. You're a good kisser. And Alex is like, you know who else is a terrific kisser? Skippy. And then she's like, how do you know? He said, we went to kissing school together. <laughs> I don't want to think about the implications on that one. I know. Uh, we oh. went to kissing school together. So weird. This one, I was like belly laughing through a lot of this episode. I did it was, too. It was really good. When Alex is on the phone, like, making kissy sounds uh-huh. at Jane, and Steven's like, who is that? And he's like, oh, Skippy's girlfriend. <laughs> and he's like, well, how are they getting along? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's going great. <laughs> oh. So. Steven is yeah. so perfect at those just, like, deadpan one-liners. So good. He's got it down to a science now. Yes, he does. Sha-la-la-la. Did you write down anything that I didn't steal? I, I did, actually. So when uh, um, Steven's talking to Elise right in the very beginning, he's like, oh, you know, don't go and I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, what are you going to do in a, in a room full of 200 women architects? <laughs> he goes, arm wrestle for money? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I started laughing right off the bat. I was like, oh. That was great. Uh, arm wrestle for money. And Elise was only there for a few moments at the beginning, and you got some good jokes out of it. Yeah. Oh, that one was gold, too. Well, because also Skippy was like, oh, why are you, you know, are you going to give birth on the plane? Or no, where are you going? You're going to the hospital. And she says, no, I'm going to Michigan. He's like, oh, I get it. You want the baby to have dual citizenship. (laughs) (laughs) When Alex walks into Skippy's room, and Skippy looks over at the turtles, and he goes, oh, watch out. Hide your women. Or hide your... Yeah, hide your women. This is Alex. Hide your women, yeah. <laughs> and then my all-time favorite gag that uh, they did, it wasn't like you know anything verbal, although it kind of got verbal afterwards, is when Skippy's jumping on the trampoline and Alex <laughs> just tackles him because he's telling him, hey, stop, hey, stop, let's talk. 
And then he tackles Skippy and he's laying on top of him, having a conversation for probably a good 30 seconds. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's like, I'm just going to get off the bed here. Yes. They're like cheek to cheek talking. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Why didn't you tell me the show was so good? I I did. That's why I made you do a whole show with me oh, about it. I can't wait. This is my favorite thing. Again, Skippy episodes are some of my favorite. Yes. I love it. Oh, he's just awesome. And then it, you say it gets even better with Nick, so I can't wait to see some of those oh, episodes. Oh, Nick is magical. He was he was my other favorite as a kid, so I think I think you'll like Nick a lot. Well, he was good on the, the reunion show, too, but he was only on there for right. just a short amount of time, which I get. You know, when you reunite the cast, you kind of want to hear from the cast specifically, but... So much gold came out of these supporting players that were just funny. Well, and, and because they built it, they had such a great like core family to play off of, then bringing in these great guest stars just really, really brings it all home. Sha-la-la-la! Well, did you happen to notice Skippy's shoes in his room? They were Nikes. They were, but they were bright blue. And it looked like they were laced, like, around his ankle. Interesting. Was that a thing? And I forgot about it? I don't know. Like, so, like, round behind it? Like, so, yeah. Like, the the shoes were laced up like normal. But then, you know, like, a woman's sandal, sometimes they have those real fancy ones. And they like yeah. wrap around their leg a couple times. So, his, his so, shoelace looked like that. Like, it had wrapped around his leg. Like, right, you know, right above the high top. So, like, you know, I don't know. What is that? Just above his ankle kind of thing. So was it by design, or do you think he just had a long shoelace and wrapped it around there to make it not too long? That's the question. Hmm, I don't know. I don't remember doing that or seeing that a lot, but... Yeah, I don't either, but, you know, my mind is already suspect, so I just thought, oh, I'm going to ask you, because maybe you'll be like, oh, that was totally a thing, remember? You would peg your pants, and, you know, you'd wrap your shoelace around your ankle. Yeah, I don't remember that. Other than I can imagine, like, if it's too long, you would do that to take up the slack or something. Right. But I don't know. I don't remember that being a thing. Those are pretty cool shoes, though. Yeah, well, I the reason I even noticed that, I mean, they're kind of heavily featured a bit. But mm-hmm. also, they kind of look like the shoes that Alex wears in – Alex, that, uh, that Marty wears in Back to the Future Part 2. Like, the ones that automatically lace up. Yes. And I was looking at them. I think they're different, but they had a similar design. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to see if that was that. I mean, this would obviously be a couple of years before that, since that was Back to the Future Part 2. Right. So we're not there yet. but um, Prototype. Could be. Similar design, you know. I thought they were pretty cool, though. I'd wear them today. I liked it, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that, that Skippy had, like, brand name shoes. He seemed more of a, like, Kmart shoe kind of kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if you said, do we ever see his parents anymore? Because I remember them being older. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we do, or if we do, it's not a lot. But I can't remember for sure. Yeah. I, were they at the graduation? No, because Skippy didn't graduate. Skippy, yeah, and he wasn't there, so. Was the last time we saw him when he met his birth mom? Yeah, I think that's the last episode that we saw them in. <laughs> so... I don't know. Weird. He might come back in later episodes, but I can't remember for sure. Well, fingers crossed. Sha-la-la-la! 
So there were a couple of pop culture references that I wanted to bring up here. Oh, yeah. Uh, in case people do not know who we're talking about. One of them, when they were talking about the mouse, um, which was great because Alex, like, hopped up on the counter and is freaking out um, <laughs> even more than, like, Mallory did almost, mm-hmm. is he asked if it was Mighty Mouse, mm-hmm. and did you see if he had a cape? <laughs> yeah, he, even when Steven walked back in, he goes, oh, did you notice if he had a cape, Dad? Yeah, that's right. And I don't know, like, I don't think, there's not, like, a modern remake of Mighty Mouse. I doubt, like, younger listeners would know who Mighty Mouse is. Yeah, because it's definitely not, like, on reruns or anything like that that I've seen. I don't think so. I mean, there because there was, the old ones were, I don't know, in the 50s or 60s or something. And then they did a, a I want to say in the early 80s or late 70s, they did a reboot of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was kind of the last iteration of Mighty Mouse. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I love Mighty Mouse as a kid. I must be like, I don't know, reruns or something. Here I come to save the day. And you know Mighty Mouse is on the way. I mean, I think the most recent pop culture reference to Mighty Mouse would be uh, in Man in the Moon, the Jim Carrey thing about about Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Andy Kaufman does a thing where he lip syncs to the Mighty Mouse song. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you not see that movie? Are you not familiar with this with Man in the Moon? No, never saw it. Oh my gosh! Okay, I just have to sidetrack you real quick. Okay, Man in the Moon. It's Jim Carrey did it. It's a biopic about Andy Kaufman, who's a comedian in the seventies. And he, the most famous thing, probably aside from he did the Mighty Mouse thing on Saturday Night Live, but he was uh, he was in Taxi, the TV show Taxi. Mm, never saw it. Um, with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Anyway, he's really interesting character. Fantastic movie. Fascinating. Because he was very, like, he was sort of an early meta comedian. Like, you never knew. Like, he did pranks and all kinds of things. You never knew what was real or what was fake. He had, like, alter egos he would parade around as. And, um, like, so much to the point that when he died, people think he, like, faked his death as a joke. Oh, geez. And still, there's still people that hold out that, like, maybe he's out there, like, laughing about it still. Like, he's he was crazy and awesome. Jim Carrey did an amazing job in the movie. It's really, really, it's, like, funny, but it's also, like, very, you know, dramatic. Huh. Um, but the most significant thing about it is I was an extra in that movie. Oh, really? A very crowd extra, I suppose, sure. is a more accurate scene. But there's a scene in the movie where he does a wrestling match. Uh-huh. Um, because that one of the things he decided to do, he was fascinated by wrestlers because they were all fake, you know, and so he wanted to get into that world and pretend to be a wrestler. Sure. Um, but what he did was he went in and he fought women. He only re- would wrestle women and he would make fun of them really bad and make fun of the town he was at and stuff, you know, just to get a rise out of people. Um, and so in that scene, when he's like making fun of all the people, he's supposed to be like in Memphis, but I'm in the crowd um, in the wrestling scene. Here in Southern California. Uh-huh. Nice. So, I mean, you can't see me well. I could point to you where I am. Uh, I was wearing a bright yellow shirt. Okay. So, Is that your first uh, acting credit? I, I'm i not credited in it, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> but when I was in college, we did a lot of, like, um, you know, crowd extras and uh, TV tapings, you know, being in the audience and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, for I actually signed up with, like, a... a extras casting company you know and so we did all kinds of stuff so i would like get paid oh a little bit here and there you know like like we did uh the roseanne bar did like a talk show yes and we got paid as me and several other guys you know uh that i was in college with 
got paid like 45 bucks an episode to go sit in the audience for Roseanne Barr shows. Oh, funny. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause a lot of times those talk shows, everybody's like clapping really like hysterically, like they're just super yeah. excited. So did you do that? Oh yeah. And in, I don't know where you can even find them, but I, you can see me very clearly in the crowd. My roommate who's sitting next to me asked a question on camera and I'm like right next to him. Oh, dang. You know, and we, yeah, we, and we we're getting paid 45 bucks plus they fed us while we were there. And so we would go out and do two tapings a day. So 45 bucks and they'd feed us and another 45 bucks for the second episode. We go home with $90 in college. That was a good day's work. Heck you know? Yeah. That's probably more so. money than if you would have had like a regular kind of job. Yeah, absolutely. And we just sat around and clapped and stuff. It's fun. Um, and so at the time, I had this one shirt that I wore. I was in, you know, pretty good shape at the time since I was in college. Mm-hmm. So it was like this, uh, it was a shirt. It was like from the 70s, but it was like this bright yellow and then it had like blue shoulders on it. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than that, but it was a real like distinctive looking shirt. And I would always wear that to the TV tapings and stuff so I could spot myself easily in the crowd, you know. <laughs> So on all the stuff I did, I'm wearing that same shirt. I call it my TV shirt. <laughs> so what was the craziest show that you ever saw? Uh, like show? Um, well, I mean, Roseanne was pretty crazy because, for one, like, she, you know, she, it's like a talk show where she has people, guests on, and she interviews them. But in between, like, she would sit there and yell at her assistants, like, demand that they bring her food out. And, like, if they got it wrong, oh she would, like, yell at them to take it back. Like, And then she'd, like, kind of turn it on for the camera. But she was, like... She really was like you think she would be, you know, which was kind of nuts. Wow. Um, and then we did um, we did a taping of uh, the match game when they did a reboot of that. And that was like the most boring one I've ever had to do. It was so dull. It was not funny at all. Oh, wow. And it took them forever to do. So. Huh. And it wasn't Gene Rayburn, right? No, no, no. This was I can't even remember who the host was now. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it was a short-lived revival. And, uh, you know, that's why that's the thing is the ones that they're paying you to go to are often ones that they're trying to get off the ground, you know? Yes. So <laughs> so they're looking um, for that, that buzz, that word of mouth. And so they're hoping that yes. if they pay you, you'll tell your friends. and Exactly. And, and, you know, people have to go and sit there all day. So if it's not something people are interested in, they don't want to have an empty audience, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's too bad because I, I enjoy Match Game. Yeah, it was, you know, it's possible that actually watching the show is better than being in the audience because, you know, it's always a longer process, obviously. they got to do second takes and whatever. But I just remember walking out of that one. We did two tapings of that. You know, again, 45 bucks a pop. But we walked out of that going, I will never watch that show. That was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, man, we're busy that day. 45 bucks or not. Could you imagine not being paid to have to watch that show? Yikes. Well, to circle back around to Mighty Mouse, I'm going to ask you. And I'm going to give you $5 if you can tell me the first year um, that Mighty Mouse appeared. His first appearance was called Mouse of Tomorrow. Give me the year. 1945. Oh, my gosh. You were so close. Oh, when you said 1940, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's 1942. Oh, wow. Even earlier. I guess that makes sense. Like World War II era. Yeah. So they originally had called him Super Mouse and then – and he made his debut in 1942, uh, a short called The Mouse of Tomorrow. And there were there uh, later, was I right about later iterations? Like, I feel like there was the new Mighty Mouse show or something like that. Yes. There was a new one in 2006, it looks like. And he was part of almost like a Peaky in the Brain kind of thing. Except it's, I don't, 
It's like a conglomeration of cartoons. It's called Mighty Mouse, The New Adventures. Interesting. But then there's the older one that we know and love, probably from the, you know, the 80s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, okay. Mighty Mouse Playhouse, The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll, 1979 to 80. Did you see why they canceled Mighty Mouse? No. Uh, Parent groups insisted that Mighty uh, could encourage children to become coke fiends, and they pressured CBS to cut the scene for future airings. Why? What did he do? I don't know. It's the cocaine adventures of Mighty Mouse. What? Uh, I gotta look at that. Wait, like the original series? Which one was this? Uh, So it said, fans of the edgy animation and cartoon uh, vice rejected this week as the infamous 1987-88 Saturday morning series Mighty Mouse The New Adventures finally hit DVD from the oh so the one of the creators from that that scene that show is the dude John Crick John K yep. from Ren Stimpy yep. yes and then Ralph ba- ba- Bakshi Bakshi yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that was 87, 88. And then, of course, there's the 79, 80 series. That's probably the one I was watching as a kid is the one 79 and 80. Yes. I know. I think that's the same with me, too. I mean, that makes sense. If it came from the uh, from the minds of John Kay, you know. Right. He's always pushing the envelope with Ren and Stimpy and stuff. So I can see that. So it said that it veered into territory too risque for the Tiffany Network, which what's the Tiffany Network. I don't know. Including having characters shower together and hinting in a dream sequence that Mighty's gal, Pearl Pureheart, had an illegitimate child with their nemesis, the cow. Oh my gosh. Oh, the biggest controversy, and perhaps part of the reason why the show is remembered today, arose from the episode called The Littlest Tramp, where Mighty Mouse is shown sniffing what appears to be cocaine. What? Yeah. So That's crazy. So CBS balked at the episode, but aired it after back. She said that uh, he explained he was smelling a crushed flower. <laughs> yeah, so they canceled the show halfway through season two. And it all kind of wow. ties back into that. Smelling a crushed flower, yeah. Interesting. That's a that's a weird uh, deep dive on that one. So, but worth the journey, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so who knew Mighty Mouse? Sha-la-la-la! Well, okay, so after all that big, long, old loop, there's one other uh, pop culture reference that I wanted to make, mm. uh, I wanted to refer to. They talked about Ricardo Montalban Yes, in the show. What do, what do you know him most from? Oh, Wrath of Khan. Well, yeah, he's Star Khan, Trek, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but again, you know, yes, I know where you're going to with Fantasy Island. Also Fantasy Island. Yep. But still not the thing that is my favorite that he did. Oh, what is that? Man with the Golden Gun, James Bond. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, and wasn't he in the the Naked Gun series too? Yes. Oh, man. Maybe that's my favorite too. Yeah. Oh, that guy was so cool. Do you think they could ever make Fantasy Island again now and have a little person like shout every time they see a plane? Well, I didn't they just remake that movie, that show as like a movie? Yeah, but it was like a horror movie. Was there a little person shouting in it? Um, I I wouldn't watch it because it's a horror movie, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You can always check it out and tell me. I well, I might. I I enjoy that kind of thing. You know, 
Yeah, so I had watched a trailer or a clip or whatever, and it was like, you know, they thought that they were getting their greatest uh, fantasy, and then it turns out whatever it was, it was hurting somebody else. And maybe they liked hurting somebody, I don't know. I might have to check it out at some point. But Ricardo Montalban was very cool. That's one of the scenes, though, that messed with me the most as a young kid, because in Wrath of Khan, they put that little thing in your ear. and Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that scene jacked me up. Sha-la-la-la. Well, so did you uh, come up with a good moral for this episode? I did. I, I put, don't send your friend in to handle a job that you should do yourself. Yeah, that <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Skippy learned the hard way. Yes, he did. It's not, not Alex's fault that he's just so lovable. Sure, right. <laughs> I mean... Skippy definitely should uh, fight his own battles, but Alex was not a very good friend to him this episode. Oh, no. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Poor Skippy. And he keeps coming back around, too. Even all the, after all the stuff Alex has pulled on him. Well, was that heart to heart? Alex really brought yeah. him in. Yeah. And they cuddled on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stroked his cheek in his ear a little bit at one point. <laughs> Be my friend still. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You're the only Skippy for me. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that's why he said, by the way, Ricardo Montalban, he thought Skippy said, oh, Skippy sounds so childish. What if I tell her my name is Ricardo Montalban? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, yeah, that's a good idea. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I guess that guy is really cool. So why not? Right. That's right. Well, I think that that is going to pull this episode to a close. Um, And what a fun episode it was. It was. That was probably, like, that's got to be one of my top ten, I think, for funny. Yeah, absolutely. hard. Absolutely. Mm. It was very, very good. They're really hitting their stride in the writing. I feel like we're, it's it's excellent. And now they're going to have a baby come mess it all up. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how does that affect the dynamic. Yeah. We do get more Skippy. Yep. So that's good. Oh, I think we're going to be seeing it soon, though, because we, gosh, I think we only have a few episodes left before the baby's born. It's, it's got to be coming soon. This is episode, let's see, what number do we say this was? This 11. is episode 11 of the season. So mm-hmm. I know it happens before the end of the season. Ooh. So. We're, we're getting there. Plot twist. Well, you guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this episode. If you would like to write to us, ask us a question, tell us your favorite Skippy moments or anything else like that, you can write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Or you That'd can also good. check us out on Facebook. That's right. That would be a fantastic place to find us. And uh, when I get my Condor Man shirt, I'll post a picture there. Ooh, I like it. I can't wait to see it. Yes, I can't either. (laughs) (laughs) Very excited for this. Yeah, well, it's a good thing that Condor, you went on a Condor Man deep dive. It is. You never would have got that super cool shirt. All thanks to our discussion last week. Yep. If they had had a Raisin Bran, a Quaker Raisin Bran shirt, I might have bought that too. <laughs> no, instead you're just buying a Quaker shirt. Yeah. You're just, you know. you're just like old guys with uh, powdered wigs and top hats. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite shirts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Gosh, I'm really curious now. Like, I, I want you to email Quaker. I, I feel like I should, right? I got to oh, look yeah. up. There's got to be a good contact that I could get a hold of. I like Raisin Bran, so I would be so interested to try that. It's because the flakes are so good. They were just the best flakes. Mm, mm-hmm. They didn't oh. get flaky on you? No, they did not. <laughs> the Kellogg's ones are too thin for me. Like, they're kind of... But no. I would think that that would turn uh, mushy faster and that would be your favorite. But maybe you didn't well, have they do. time. Raisin Bran, especially the Kellogg's, has to soak. I cannot eat that without it being, you know, like a Frosted Flakes. If I'm in a hurry, I could do a Frosted Flakes crunchy. Okay. But I could not do a Raisin Bran crunchy. Oh, Absolutely not. I like Raisin But this Bran. other one, the Quaker Raisin Bran, was good enough I could eat it crunchy. Oh, have you ever had that uh, Raisin Nut Crunch? I have, yes. That's good, too. Okay. I like that. Because it has nuts Even though in it, I'm so not I wasn't a, sure if you were going to have said yes or I, no to that one. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm not a huge fan of the nuts, but the raisins with the, like... Yes. I don't know what it is, like sugary covering on them. Oh, that, like, good. overpowers the nut slices for me. Yes. Oh, that's super good. I yeah. like that one. I Man, do, too. I don't, like, hanker for cereal very often, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> I think that might be my fault <laughs> I wish they you know those little boxes that uh, they would always come in like you know corn pops and apple jacks and frosted yeah. flakes and I wish you could pick like a a, a set of those you know because I'd pick like you know raisin bran and frosted flakes oh, and, make your own mix of those right that would be cool how long before the internet uh, can solve that problem for us? You know, you just go to Kellogg's, you custom customize a, <laughs> I mean, one of those multi-packs, and then it comes on out to you. It would make sense. It can't be that hard. No. And I wonder if they would move more cereal that way, too, even. It's very it's possible. It's new and inventive. Maybe I should email them. Well, you email Kellogg's or whoever, and then I'll email uh, Quaker, and we'll see what happens. Yes. <laughs> Let's see who gets a good response. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, derailed it again right as you're trying to land the plane. That's good. That's good. That's I'm always happy for a serial tangent there. Me you know? too. I didn't want to milk it or anything though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. You had to pop back in there with one more yep. joke. <laughs> I, I corn smacked you. <laughs> Sugar smacked you. <laughs> well, don't forget. Everyone, we are going to be uh, taking a quick break for two weeks. So don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back again after spring break with more Family Ties goodness as well as cereal goodness, um, probably. And maybe we'll even revisit the cheeses. I mean, you know, it's always a it's always a good conversation. Cheese and cereal. <laughs> right. And whatever random movie I get distracted about talking about. It's, <laughs> it's all par for the course. It's always And of course, lots stars. of family ties talk. Lots of family ties. That's our favorite part. That's right. It is. So don't skippy us when we come back. Make sure you listen still. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That was a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Keith, for being here. My pleasure as always. And we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? 
And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby?